What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 88. And this week, we talk about the new writer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. We talk about Tony Gilroy joining the new Cassian Endor Disney Plus series. And we talk about two idiots named the Black Series Rebels who claim to know the trailer date for episode 9. Black Series Rebels, I know those guys. You know, I think I've heard of them, too. That's all this week on Black Series Rebels. Welcome to BSR, guys. We are a weekly YouTube Star Wars talk show. What should the people do at home, Steve? They should subscribe to this channel. What else should they do, Steve? They should like this video. And what else should they do, Steve? Uh, they should hit that uh, notification bell so that every time we upload and put out some new content, y'all get a little notification that hopefully goes a little something like, hello. 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 Hi. Hi there. New content for you to watch every week. And it's free. Free. Breaking down Star Wars news, reviews, interviews, all kinds of crazy stuff from around the galaxy. If you're new to the show because of some stuff that may have gone down this week in Star Wars news, thank you so much for tuning in. Steve, it's been a while since me, you, and Cisco have all been in the same room together. I know, it feels good. The gang is back together. It does. It feels weird because it's like, the gang's back together, but did we ever really leave? No, we didn't. No, Cisco's we didn't. like, you're right. I saw the Joker. Did you like the Joker? Yeah, I liked it. It was okay. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Cisco, did you like the Joker? Really liked it. Cisco really liked it. You thought it was okay, and I didn't like it. And yet we're all still friends. Imagine How mad is that? How? What a fit. That is crazy. What an insane thing. It's true. What an insane thing. It's true. You know what another insane thing is? What? I went to Portland, and guess what? Portland, you can stay weird. Oh, you didn't <laughs> like Portland. You didn't like Portland, did you? I did a bunch of Force Friday shopping. I did too. I went to Batu. You did. I went with a bunch of really awesome people. I hadn't been since they stopped the reservation system. Oh wow. Galaxy's Edge is fun. Did you guys do the cantina together? No, because okay. we all we like Sarah and I rolled down for like a really short like just gonna check impromptu. it out. Impromptu. Impromptu trip. Look at you being married. Trying it to, was an impromptu trying to keep trip. Keep it exciting. It was an impromptu yeah. trip. It was great. We Good. we drove the Falcon and we just kind of cruised around, got some snacks, got some of that turkey jerky from Ronto's Roasters. Interesting. And then I got uh, the uh, blue milk. And Sarah's like, you don't like it. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like I gotta get it when I come to Starsland. <laughs> I drank like three sips. She's like, dude, it's gross. Throw it out. I'm like, fine. I threw it out. It was great. It was fun to be at Starsland. It was fun to get excited with a lot of other Star Wars fans. I feel like we are in the thick. I feel like today's the last week of like we're we're in. Remember how we always say like we're the in home the stretch. You know the dead zone. Today's oh, yeah. the last. This is the last episode of a true dead zone. I think That's next true. week we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about. But we do have a lot of good stuff to talk about this week. We do have a lot of good stuff to talk about this week, Alex. So why don't we take it to this week in Star Wars news? <laughs> Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars news? Funny you should ask, my friend. Uh, quite, a bit's been, <laughs> quite a bit's been going on since... Uh, quite a bit's been going yeah, on in the old Star Wars In the Wars old news Star news. Wars news era. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we've skipped a week. Feels mm. good. Uh, so we've got some news stacked up. Oh, yeah, some news stacked some up. Some news stacked up. 
Mm, let's get into the news. Uh, it was announced about a week or about two weeks ago now. Uh, Deborah Chow will be directing Kenobi. Uh, she directed episodes of The Mandalorian. She's done Mr. Robot, American Gods, Better Call Saul, to name a few. Mm. It was also announced that Hosin Amini uh, is going to be writing the series. And Amini previously wrote the screenplays for Drive and Snow White and the Huntsman. I have no idea why I'm talking like this. <laughs> why are you talking like I don't it? know. Like a sommelier. I don't know. Like Kenobi's a mm. fine wine. Here's what I will say. They seem to have PR figured out for Kenobi. Sure do. <laughs> they, they know exactly what the fans want. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what kind of content they want. They know exactly what they want behind the camera. They know exactly what they want, want penning the script. I think this is like, like oh, so, so minty fresh. fresh. This is a 10 out of 10 announcement from Lucasfilm. She has worked on some incredible shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't seen El Camino yet. I've just been so busy, but I'm incredibly excited to dive in. I bring that up because of Better Call Saul. And you know this, uh, Drive is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Drive is the first movie that I saw with my wife. Wow. When we are on our very first movie date, we saw Drive. God, did it come out that long ago? Yeah, so Drive is almost eight years wow. now. Uh, actually, I guess it would be, yeah, close to seven years now. But when, yeah, she was like, I want to go see that movie Drive. And you remember the marketing for Drive was oh, yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. It looked like it was going to be Fast and the Furious, but it's totally like a fever yeah. dream 80s. Absolutely. Like. I'll tell you what. Great soundtrack to Drive 2. Oh, yeah. Real human being. I'm going to listen to that on my way home tonight. Hero. Are you a real human being and a real hero? Uh, Some I, days. <laughs> uh, the, the reason that I am so excited for him to pen the script because Drive. Mm -hmm. It is all about a slow burn. It is all about building that tension. You don't really know if Ryan Gosling's good. You don't know if he's bad. You don't really know what he can do. And then all of a sudden, it just comes flooding out. And I feel like... There could be some parallels to Kenobi's story. Like oh, he's yeah. trying to hold it all in, just meditate, but maybe he just sees some stuff he just can't stand for, and he's got a, hello there. Perfect case. Perfect case. The scene in A New Hope in the cantina where, yeah. you know, homeboy starts messing with them, and he's, and gotta, he's got no problem. He's got he's to he's whip that saber out and just, hey. But it's interesting, right? Because we know in modern, mm -hmm. uh, the modern era of Star Wars, we know that like Jedi are under hiding. Like it's yeah. not a thing you do is sure. show off. So clearly Kenobi gives no fucks no. by A New Hope. Like he's just like, whatever. And nobody seems surprised that a lightsaber no. comes out. So I think, I think it's safe to say that Kenobi's going to have some fun adventures on this. I think Kenobi, top to bottom right now, is on perfect pace. I love yeah. how they're handling the PR. I love the people they have behind the camera. I'm really excited that he's penning the script. Obviously, I'm excited that Ewan's back. Here's one thing I will say. A lot of people are talking about how she's going to direct every episode. I don't think that that's physically possible. My guess is she's show running the miniseries. If it's a miniseries and not a series, I would assume, though, it's a miniseries, like eight episodes, and I bet she does the First episode and the finale. We have seen other directors do that, though. We have? Yeah. yeah. True Detective. Mm-hmm. Oh, Directs really? Yeah. Oh, if that's the case, I didn't know that. I thought that yeah. that was super uncommon. Then, yeah, absolutely. Didn't Justin, uh, didn't Justin Lin do all of True Detective season two? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. 
I don't know. I, I I'm not a big mini series watcher. So if that's a common thing, then maybe no, totally I, I she think, could I do think all that. I think the approach to something like that is very much like a like a movie. Sure. Much like a film. Uh, I'm not entirely sure because I don't know that it's been officially announced, announced that, a it's, that it's six episodes, eight episodes, yeah. one miniseries. Stand like I don't think any, we've gotten into any of that. When I think miniseries, so. I always think Band of Brothers, and I know that had sure. multiple directors. And that like, sure. here's what I would say: like, as uh, this isn't a dig on True Detective, but yeah. like, Star Wars has a lot more going on in it than just what true de true detective is long conversations in a car like kenobi will have special effects sure. has a lot going on it's a lot of pressure so and i think for a while there it was rumored that like a big selling point for ewan to come back was that he was going to get to direct yeah that's a rumor it's, it's a, a rumor, rumor. So we'll, we'll throw that in this not, the rumor category let's, let's not take that to the bank let's not take that to the bank uh but yeah that's 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 the rumblings around town but i think um, this is this is great i'm super excited yeah and look i mean i'm sure there was probably 12 riders on snow white and the huntsman by the time that movie actually came out yeah so who knows in what level of that movie he had much to do with yeah um I don't know that for a fact, so maybe he did write the whole thing. I don't know, but you know, cool idea, but maybe not actually executed to the full of. I'm its not going. Hey, uh, Drive cancels out Snow White sure. and the Huntsman, in my opinion. Sure. Chris Terrio's writing episode nine, and he doesn't have a particularly killer track record. Uh, he did co-write Argo and win an Oscar, no? Okay. He wrote Batman vs Superman, didn't he? I think he wrote Justice League. <laughs> oh. Even better. Sorry. <laughs> Please don't bring the DC heat. Please don't bring that DC heat. Don't bring the DC heat. You guys are living large. Love your life. You got a number one movie on your hands. Life is good. Uh, moving on. Sucked. Moving on. <laughs> moving on before we get can that imagine, DC heat. Can you imagine if I just went, no, I'm going to mm, rip on the Joker. Just take I don't it easy. care about the Joker. Uh, we got our first look at a new character for episode nine. His name is Babu Frick. Mm -hmm. He's a tiny guy. Uh, his description is, Bobby works among the spice runners of Kinjimi and can reprogram or modify virtually any droid regardless of the security measures protecting its systems. Now, Alex, mm -hmm. when I read that description, you know what it tells me? Roy Choi's voicing Babu Frick. Oh, How that awesome would be would amazing. That be? That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. Uh, some people for a while there were like, oh my God, he's the hands that's rebuilding Kylo's helmet. When I read that description, what I hear is, well, maybe that has something to do with uh, 3PO's red eyes. And I maybe it goes into this kill mode thing you were talking about. I think about. that's the general consensus here, is that in the photo you can kind of see the wires from C-3PO's belly. Yeah. He comes with C-3PO, the Black Series figure. C-3PO, the back of his head pops off the Black Series figure. Yeah. What? Yeah. So my what? guess would be is Babu Frick does a little reprogramming. And he unlocks some secret hidden thing that Anakin put in there? You know, that probably doesn't happen. Because okay. you want to know what's not a good thing? Okay. To have the audience go, huh? Okay. Probably not a great call. That's probably not the best best direction. But uh, Babu Frick's super cool. He seems like he's sort of uh, uh, this year's Porg. See, people seem really, really excited. That and Claude. Yeah, I would say he's kind of like a Porg me uh, meshed with uh, uh, Rio Durant. Okay, theory. Yeah. Oh, snap. Cisco's, Cisco's coming got out. a theory. 
three PO's red eyes are actually kyber crystals hidden behind his eyes. Oh boy, he's are being <laughs> held for Darth Vader and Kylo Ren's return to glory. I will not respond to this if I do not have anything nice to say. <laughs> I will not respond to this if I don't have anything nice to say. But they're red. <sighs> Close the app, Steve. Anakin built Go him. look at your daughter and smile and be happy. Turn off Twitter, Steve. Turn off Twitter. Turn off Twitter, Steve. Don't Turn look at Twitter, it. Steve. Don't look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Babu Frick's super cool. He's super cute. I feel like... We're going to get to what all the discourse has been about this week. It becomes very easy to sort of gloss over fun, cute stuff like Babu Frick. I think Babu Frick looks adorable. I'm ready for a Babu Frick Galaxy's Edge Batu. Looks like it was handmade in a market plushie doll to buy my daughter. Babu. 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 Uh, we got some new news this week. <laughs> Go on. Uh, we just uh, spoke about the Disney Plus show, Kenobi. Uh, today, when we're recording this, actually on Tuesday, not Thursday like we normally do, uh, it was announced today, an exclusive via Variety magazine, Rogue One writer Tony Gilroy joins Cassian Andor, Star Wars series at Disney Plus. How do we feel about that, guys? That seems like a no-brainer, right? It's pretty much common knowledge that he saved Rogue One. Yeah. So if he saved Rogue One, it... It's pretty believable that they would be like, yo, Tone. Hey, Tone. Tone. Hey, Tone. Want to come on down here, Tone, and save Cassian Andor? Assuming Cassian Andor needs him to come in and make it happen. I don't know. This is really cool news. This is like, I don't know. I mean, he worked on Rogue One doing the reshoots and, and supposedly a lot of the rewrites. And I, for one, really enjoyed Rogue One. I really did, for the most part. And uh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. Like I love that movie. Yeah. I like Tony Gilroy. Yeah, didn't he Seems write like Nightcrawler? I think did he might Did he direct Nightcrawler? Right, and he just did the recent one. He did some was Bourne on, movies too, he? just didn't did he? the recent, yeah, I think him and his brother, I think. Yeah. And then didn't he also do the recent one that was on Netflix that, uh, with Gyllenhaal with the funky haircut where he's like an art critic and it was like a crazy weird... Dude, I don't know. Oh, mind trip wrote Beirut. Mm -hmm. Either Great way, ball. Born Legacy. Either way, Michael Clayton. The not good Born movie. Michael oh, Clayton. Oh, 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 oh. He also did Born Ultimatum um, and Supremacy and Identity. Oh, okay, so he's, and Proof of Life. He's okay. got some good. Okay, so the the Hollywood Reporter is confirmed. Uh, he will write the pilot episode as well as direct part of the series, um, and that Stephen Schiff is still. Uh, serving as showrunner, which we all know he was the producer on The Americans. I think this is great. I it's hard. Yeah, I'm not going to slam Tony Gilroy. No, he's good at what he does. This is a yeah. great call. I think this makes perfect sense. He worked on Rogue One. He's probably the only person right now besides Gareth Edwards that I would trust to come in and do that. And judging by all the reshoots, I don't know that I would trust Gareth Edwards to come in and do that. So like, cool. This to me feels like. Let's get them talking about whatever we can get them talking about besides all the stuff we know they desperately want to be talking about. Mm -hmm. So let's move on through the news like the rest of the world and we'll get to what everybody wants to be talking about. Like sneakers. Sneakers. Everybody wants to talk about sneakers. Everybody loves them sneakers. Especially Star Wars sneakers. sneakers. 
People love it when we talk about sneakers on this show, Alex. Nothing but positive comments when we talk about sneakers on this show. Right, Cisco? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you guys may recall Cisco and I did a show while you were out with your lovely wife on a honeymoon. I wasn't that was on much a honeymoon. Deserved. It's a thing you do when you uh, get married. Back then, Adidas, it was, it was announced that Adidas uh, was doing a uh, X-Wing inspired Ultra Boost, which I guessed correctly that you're a fan of the Adidas Ultra Boosts. Uh, it is well, the, the X-Wing ones just look kind of cool. They look like a good yeah. gym shoe. Okay. That's about it. Well, they also announced a Millennium Falcon-inspired Ultra Boost. Mm -hmm. uh, we also got announced that they're going to be doing the Night Jogger-style sneaker uh, with a Stormtrooper theme and an R2-D2 theme. Guys, what do we think about this? Cisco, please join in on this conversation as you are one of the biggest sneaker people I know. Here's what I will say. I think that this style of shoe is cooler than the Ultra Boost. I am not crazy about the colorways, so like the Stormtrooper colorway is kind of cool. I don't really like big chunky white shoes. I feel like a tourist in Hollywood Boulevard. Or Seinfeld. Yeah, or Jerry Seinfeld. I think the R2-D2 ones are hideous. I think they're hideous. I just, I was, Cisco and I were talking about this. What did you say about big chunky white shoes? Cisco, I can't rock For someone those. who hates those are, those feet, are, he just took his shoe off and handed it to uh, me. First of all, I hate toes. First Not of all, you want me to smell it? Should I smell it? First shoe? of all, Is let's get one thing straight. Cisco can rock that dad stees. If I put those on, I look like a suburban white dad. Bro, I almost put on what you call my Fred Durst shoes today. Oof. <laughs> They're fire. Those, here's the deal. Like, I can't rock that vibe. It's not a dig. I just am not, I'm not, it's not my thing. I just like my dunk lows. It's you can okay. do it. I have faith in you. Here's what I would say. I just think it might be time to get a little more creative with the Star Wars colorways. Like, well, you don't like the orange and gray or the blue and gray. I'm just a little like, we get it. Boba Fett is like green and gray and then Darth Vader's black and red and then like Ray would have been a cool thing to do like like she's got great color stories through all three of these movies like her a scavenger look or her her Jedi look oh, her in the last Jedi dude her scavenger look with like the the sort of weird green of her goggle in the air bubble yeah see yeah. she's she's got they have great colorways like uh I mean, a BB-8 colorway would be cool. Be a little like the X-Wing, but at least just something different than R2-D2 and Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers are just black and white. Like, come on. Like, there's there are other cool-looking colorways in Star Wars. All right, I'm going to ask you guys. The R2-D2s, the Stormtroopers, the X-Wings, or the Falcons. Uh, what am I getting? What are you getting? I got I got the photos there. I think the Stormtrooper is probably the cleanest shoe. Yeah. I'll be honest with you guys, and I don't know if I said this when Cisco and I were talking about it last time. I personally, and look, ain't nothing wrong with getting shoes that pay less. Ain't nothing wrong with getting shoes no at Mervyn's. No judgments. Ain't not, nothing wrong with getting shoes at Target. All of these shoes look like shoes that like are for toddlers to six-year-olds at well, any the, one of the stores I just mentioned. The one, the Ultra Boost especially, because they have that weird decal on the sole. It, it just makes it look cheap, in my opinion. Yeah. But the the Night Joggers look just like basic shoes. Like they're they look fine. Yeah, I, I don't. 
Like, to be honest with you, I'm not buying any of them. But yeah, I, if I was going to choose one, it would be the Stormtroopers. Yeah, I would probably go Stormtrooper or the X-Wings. I'd get the X-Wings for the gym. If I had to wear a pair around town, I'd probably wear the Stormtroopers. I wouldn't touch those Millennium Falcon ones with a 10-foot pole. And those R2-D2 ones, I, if I got them as a gift, I would return them. They're bad. And I'm not a dick. Please don't. Like, it's not a judgment. It's just my, not my speed. They look like kid shoes. And what makes a Star Wars adult, like a fashion collab cool, is like the Vans Skate High Vans Vaults, where it's like a little subtle Yoda popping out of an Aloha print. You're like, oh, that's cool. It's a Star Wars shirt. I just thought it was a Hawaiian shirt. I like that stuff. If I'm yeah. going to wear Star Wars stuff, I don't particularly like having a big giant Star Wars logo on my chest. I would rather have something more subtle. Like George and Yoda. Well, that that's just dumb. Anyone <laughs> who would put that on a shirt is just dumb. But you know what I mean. Like That, that shirt, there's an irony to the Luminous Being shirt. Yeah, I'll, I'll defend that. I'm not digging it. That yeah. shirt's fucking rad. <laughs> Yo, I wear that shit to work all the yeah, I've got like six of them. Lots yeah. of comments. The, the Luminous Being shirt, there's an irony to it that makes it funny, whereas like a picture of the Millennium Falcon that says Star Wars is just not my... There's no irony to that. It's just like, cool. It's funny. Amber likes the Luminous Being shirt, but every weekend or whatnot, when I go to, when I go to throw it on, she's always like, gonna wear that shirt because someone's gonna stop us and some yeah. stranger's gonna say something you get that and shirt, just bro? <sighs> I don't want attention. Shirt rules. <laughs> my best ideas of my life right there. Alright, moving on to real news. Uh, it was announced today also Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has added a new title to his job. He is now the Marvel Chief Creative Officer. He'll oversee all creative and story initiatives. Alex, what this means is for the brand is that all of the company's key creative executives across film and TV now report to Mr. Feige. Sources said, already master of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Feige's oversight will extend to the overall creative direction of Marvel's storytelling and content creation platforms. As a part of this, Marvel TV and animation generator, Marvel Family Entertainment, will move under Feige's Marvel Studios banner. Uh, I only have one question for you. How in the world is he gonna have time to now be the chief mumbo jumbo whatever title he's got for Marvel Entertainment, and is run he going to be able to run Star Wars now? Because the rumor online has been, Feige, you're is giving me anxiety. Feige. Like you're, I, I know you're not meaning to. I'm actually joking. giving. I know, but you actually are giving me anxiety because it's just it's a constant whirlwind of people oh. arguing about something that there isn't anything to argue about. So my question is, how is he going to have time to run Lucasfilm? He doesn't run Lucasfilm. But when he does run Lucasfilm... He's not going to run Lucasfilm. Okay. I thought when they announced that he was going to direct trips, like, oh, that seems like it might make sense. Like, Kathy could be like, hey, I just finished the... So six years or whatever. Like, six... To, more than that, she was yeah. working there past the... Yeah. Before the Disney merger. I saw Kathy maybe going, this is great. This is a perfect exit for me. I made three of the three of the most successful Star Wars movies of all times: Rogue One, Solo. I launched their streaming television series. I revitalized this brand. We have theme parks based off of my time at Lucasfilm. This is a perfect time to dip out and then go back and produce movies with Steven Spielberg and work with her super talented husband and just go make amazing movies that win Oscars. I thought like there's there's a lot of people that think. Kathleen Kennedy stepping down 
Like, why would she want to do that? Because she would want to do that. She would want to go try something new that's creatively fulfilling. Because that's what creative people do. That's what creative people do. It's like a thing. I don't know if you've heard of it, but like when you're creating and you want to just constantly like nurture that creative voice, maybe Kathy's like, I'm good to go and move on. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm not saying she's leaving Lucasfilm. Can I put it like this? Please. In a non-stressful way? Yeah. The movie industry and people who have careers in the movie industry or in any creative uh, outlet for that matter, it's no different than saying you have a job doing data entry for a paper company and you don't want to be stuck doing the data entry and so you do your best job to then eventually hopefully move up the ladder or then you jump to it as you move up the ladder then all of a sudden opportunity is given to you to go somewhere else with new things and then you get a little bit up higher that ladder and then all of a sudden there's another offer over here and here and here it's no different than any job place in the world well to be fair she's reached peak so it, I would even, I would even push you. It's, it's not at all what you're saying. I'm wrong. Like, no, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm like, it's not at all what you're saying because what you're talking about is somebody who's like, oh, I don't want to just do this. I want to climb. I want to do something else. I want to flex. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy has done everything you could possibly do as a movie producer. Everything. She's won multiple Oscars. She's running the most sought-after film studio besides Marvel in the world. She's running Lucasfilm, in charge of the number one money-making franchise mm -hmm. of all time, period. And I'm not saying movie-wise, I'm just saying merchandise, everything, add it up. Star Wars is the peak. She relaunched the brand. If there's nowhere else to go, like, who gives a shit? Go do whatever. You've done it. You've done all there is. You've done it all. And there's nothing wrong with saying, at Kathy's age, by the time her contract's up, she's like 75 or some shit. Like, I mean, I don't know exactly what she's gonna be, but it's like, people retire. They stop wanting to run companies and they wanna just go do fun shit. So like, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying, you're not letting the last Jedi trolls win well, if no. you say, Kathleen Kennedy yes. is gonna leave. Like yes. yes, my point was more to some other people out there who aren't necessarily about the trolls and are going, but why would she wanna leave? It's the biggest company in the world. It's the biggest That's this. exactly like, my point. Why would she wanna leave? And my point is, is driven people are driven people. Yes. And no matter what peak they've gotten to, they still have a drive, no matter what age, to create or move yeah. on or try different things, and that's all I was saying. Yeah, I, but, I, but I mean, to compare running Lucasfilm to data entry, yes. like I'm not, and that's not a dig on people who do data entry, it's like, her her mindset is not about growing, it's just about like, what else do I want to do? So we, Cisco and I talked about this weeks back, and I said this, I was like, I could just see her being like, all right, I'm cool. Like, I, I totally revitalized this entire brand. I can step aside. Uh, I will say the future of Star Wars films right now is looking a little empty. Like, we don't know anything about it. We just know that Benioff and Weiss might have something coming. Ryan Johnson, which I know we're going to get to well, that. We can, just go, we can just add it in right now. It looks like, know. and this is not, again, yeah. we're not saying we don't want yeah. Ryan Johnson to make his movie, but it, he doesn't seem too confident on the Knives Out press tour. So, so early on in the Knives Out, this brings us to this, this sort of good segue here, is that on the Knives Out press tour, early on when, when he was starting it, 
he was asked constantly, like anyone who's involved in a Star Wars movie is always asked about Star Wars, no matter if they're there for hawking toilet paper. Um, and they asked him, what's going on with his new trilogy? And he said, you know, Ram and I, we're working out some stuff. We got some ideas. We're, we're doing our thing. Well, he was recently uh, at a premiere or doing something for Knives Out. And they asked him what's going on with this trilogy. And he said, you know, uh, that, you know, Lucasfilm's figuring out scheduling and whatnot right now. And so uh, that's all in their boat. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much what he said. I'm paraphrasing here, but it wasn't the, we're working on ideas. We've got things going. We're really excited. It was, uh, Lucasfilm is figuring out scheduling. I think that, again, I am not starting rumors. I'm not starting fires. I'm not even making problems. So don't go out there and quote Black Series Rebels and cut. We're going to get to y'all in, in a minute with some stuff. But I just, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Disney and Lucasfilm and everybody might be going, okay, that was fun. We've learned a lot. And Kathy could be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna maybe bring in a Kevin Feige. I'm gonna maybe bring up someone from Story Group to be that's just gonna be in charge of making sure that all our properties have forward momentum and some kind of focus because right now they don't. JJ has said they don't. JJ was like, everybody's like, we're working off no no guideline. And that- JJ's like, I had a release date for seven. I was trying to make that release yeah, date. Yeah, it, it just, just yeah. It, 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 People are just like, oh, they're just saying that. No, no, no. They, they are they are making it up as they go along, and that's okay. But what Feige and Marvel revolutionized is roadmaps are better than no roadmap when you're doing giant franchises this like this. This day and age. It just it doesn't work as well anymore. And if that means we're going to pull away and we're just going to do one Star Wars movie every two, three years, that's fine. If that's the direction, great. But... We know nothing about it, so there's no point in trying to figure out what Kathy's going to do what, or what Kevin's going to do or what Benioff and Weiss are going to do or what Ryan's going to do. It doesn't matter. None of it matters because it's not coming out for a year, year and a half. It doesn't matter. We don't even have a trailer yet for episode nine. We're going to get there. It just feels like the last two weeks have just been people throwing bombs at each other about just nothing. And it's like, you guys... Only person who knows what's going on are the people that are supposed to know what's going on. What else is going on this week in Star Wars? This is it's like you everything you're reading to me, I'm just like, oh yeah, we everybody yelled at each other out on Twitter. You know what we should be happy about? What? We are less than a month away from Disney Plus launching. Yes. Uh, Disney Plus basically on a day that some speculated there may be a trailer. Uh, Disney came out and dropped some, like, not us. Came came out and basically just like broke the internet with um, menu <laughs> pictures for Disney Plus. With I will their say their entire back catalog. I will say I saw a great tweet that was something like, "The internet, please give us the Rise of Skywalker trailer." Disney, check out Disney Plus. The internet. Dot dot dot. Yeah, because it felt like. I don't care about the Shaggy Dog. I don't care about the Misadventures of Merlin Jones. I don't care about Gummy Bears. I don't care about Cargoes. Wait, you got heavyweights? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got heavyweights? Uh, I think it's all cool. Like, I have most of the movies I would want on Disney Plus yeah. I own. I was pretty stoked about Kazam, though. <laughs> that tweet rule, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but they tweeted Shazam. I didn't see, I didn't see this. They tweeted Sinbad, and it said Shazam. Kazam. No, it said Shazam. Kazam is the actual... 
No, Shazam is the is the, the Shaq. Shaq no, no, one. no, 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 no. This is see. This is exactly the problem with that fucking tweet. Uh, hold on, I have it here because it made me laugh so hard. Shazam is the Shaq movie, or Shazam's the Shaq movie. Shazam. Wait, Shazam. Shazam is a is a is a non-existent movie. Sinbad. That Sinbad. everybody thinks Sinbad did, where he played a genie. It does not exist. But every and I'm for one. It I'm exists. like. It, it, so Disney right Plus, there. after after announcing all those movies today, goes we're also getting Shazam. This like non-existent, <laughs> and everyone's like, what? And started this whole uproar about it, and it was brilliant. But it no, it's, it's Shaquille O'Neal stars in a Kazam. movie called. Kazam, where he plays a genie, and for some reason there's this weird blip in everybody's space-time continuum. It's a that glitch in the Matrix. It's for a sure. glitch in the Matrix. Everybody thinks this. I've seen it, dude. I'm, they're like, I've seen that movie, and I'm like, I've seen it. I'm one of the people that says I know that movie Same here. exists. That Same movie here. exists. I still believe it did, dude. Something is wrong with yeah. it. I don't understand. They I saw that. They, I saw they have the box art. Yeah. I remember seeing the they poster. They have erased it. It existed. They have erased it, dude. We are all being Truman showed. Yes. The I Wizard of so. Oz is real. The Illuminati is real. Tell you who has great social media, the Disney Plus team. Tell you what. They got great social media Good with Disney Plus. work. Because I think it was Drew McWeeny that was just like, here's how brilliant Disney is. You are all doing their job for them right now. Yeah. <laughs> Getting crazy with all these just box art and posters that have existed for... Since the beginning of Disney, yeah. and we're all just sharing it like crazy, going, <laughs> oh my god, they get this one, oh my god, they get this one, oh my god, they get this one, and it's like... But because of all the algorithms we've all become so accustomed to over the years, they've all all these pictures and movies have been lost because we're all being fed the same thing. Oh look, a deli meat. This kid's packing. I can't <laughs> wait to watch The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I want to watch Mr. Toad and Ichabod. Ichabod yeah, and that's Mr. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I like that one, dude. Great Mouse Detective. There's a ton. Oh, like, Great Mouse Detective. I'm signed up. You signed up. I'm already signed Cisco, up. Cisco's I know already signed, signed up, up for three years. I'm I'm like I'm stoked. I can't. That's a great. You're right. Mando's coming out. Mando. Uh, Manda. Sorry. I just. I wish. Amanda. I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. And it, it's it's asking too much. But I wish we lived in a world where we could be grateful that we have all this amazing content coming and being excited than being angry about the thing that we don't have and what we're not getting. You know, in this room we are. When we this, when we started this show three two and a half three years ago. You always basically equated fandom now to being like uh, being a sports fan. Yeah. And boy, does it that not feel more real today so I used than, to, than it ever has because everyone's just like... I think on our first it, episode, oh. I said Star Wars is like the Super Bowl. And everybody's got an opinion, and we scream about it, and we everyone's all got, got their jersey. And it's like, you got to build it up. Everyone's got their, their little part of fandom that they're hardcore on. And I think, you know, the weird thing is, like, and please, this will be very quotable, so I need to be careful, but, like, I feel like, I heard Ken Knapsack say something similar to this, either on the Knapsack Files or on uh, Force Center, and it, it really struck a chord with me, which is, I kind of wish more Star Wars fans had grown up on sports, or grown up watching sports or playing sports, and that's not saying that 
people that played sports don't like Star Wars. The people that like Star Wars didn't like sports. But I mean, the 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 stereotype is like in middle school or whatever, you were either a nerd or you were a jock, or and you th those didn't intermingle. Now, obviously, there was crossover and there was intermingle. But I feel like the people that are super, super, super passionate about Star Wars are super passionate in the way people are about their sports teams or basketball or football or baseball, hockey, whatever. Here's the thing. Sports fans learn to be disappointed every other day. When their team loses, they're disappointed. And you eventually, Cisco, and this, you know, this isn't a dig, right? Cisco had to deal with real disappointment as an LA Dodger fan. But he's not out, he's not out here screaming about he's, the Dodgers. He's still wearing a Dodger hat. He's wearing a Dodger hat right now. Because he's not screaming about what's going on. I'm a Giants fan. Only inside. Um, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. You want to talk about actual toxicity? Giants fans and LA Dodger fans. But like sports, like like mellow, casual sports fans have learned to deal with not getting their way and having to deal with other people getting what they want and being like, whatever. And not everybody's perfect and you still get people yelling about fucking basketball and hockey or whatever. It's Everybody has it. But something about... Star Wars is so vitriolic, and same with DC and Phantom. It's, and I want to be like, y'all need to find a basketball team to like because you're going to learn to be disappointed constantly. And like, I love the, the San Jose Sharks have taught me I'm never getting what I want. I want the San Jose Sharks to win a Stanley Cup. I'm never going to get what I want. So Star Wars is not going to end up the way I want it to. I've already learned that. But that it's it's those situations and those losses that make the wins that much better bro didn't i email you about a straw bro. for this fucking hydro flask bro. i emailed him about a straw bro. And he... you want to be like oh. me don't get that 36 or 40 ounce wide mouth oh man we spent all this money on new graphics for this show and i just spilled water all over my face i love camera. you brother i got a hole in my lip too it's fine that's what um, i say sports has taught me to live right. with disappointment so i've picked a few select questions uh, we started this a couple weeks ago when you were first out of town. We're going to hit it up. We got our YouTube community questions. We uh, we had some that kind of fell by the wayside. We apologize. Maybe we'll get to those in the future, but we're going to go off of this week's question. Cisco, Yo. hit us with the questions, baby. Question number one from Alden Diaz. Oh, Alden, you get your question <clears throat> in every week. Yo, all-star right here. Alden the all-star. <laughs> Lots of talk about the trailer, obviously. So what are each of your favorite Star Wars teasers and trailers from across the different eras? Oh, I feel like the Chewie Were Home TFA teaser might be the common answer, so maybe a second favorite. So my favorite... Is this from just the sequel trilogy? Or no, is it across all across, eras? Eras? Yeah, across, across eras. eras. Oh, I have mine. My number one Star Wars trailer of all time, period, is the TFA Monday Night Football. It's true, all of it. That trailer's perfect. Like, I'm sorry. That that trailer hit all the right notes. I watched it every day from when it aired on Monday Night Football. To, I, w I would go to the gym and I would walk on the treadmill to YouTube supercuts of every TV spot, every trailer, knowing that they were 15 minutes long and I only had to watch it twice to get through 30 minutes on the treadmill every day counting the seconds to The Force Awakens. Uh, I think that's dead on, I think in terms of like a perfect trailer. Uh, nothing tops downloading the quick time of The Phantom Menace yeah. and like constantly hitting play and getting like 
two two frames into like True. the Gungan Marsh. True. And sort of getting and then f- leaving for school and coming home and it was halfway downloaded. <laughs> And then finally getting it all done. Like, that was... Alex, stop <laughs> downloading the trailer. I'm trying to use the phone. Don't pick up the phone. <laughs> Dad, don't pick up the phone. I'm trying to watch Spare Menace. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, that that's like a peak moment for me. Um, and then, of course, when uh, you're sitting in the theater for... Uh, God, I don't know what came out in 96 or whatever. And it was the special edition trailers when one of those first came up yeah, on the big no. screen because that would probably have been my first experience with Star Wars on a big screen was the special edition trailers. Sure. I just uh, I remember improv rehearsal at my house with my Nerdist team and like Monday Night Football Everybody, host. shut up. <laughs> and I was like stop. I just I said pause pause the scene. I said everybody shut up. I turned it on. I watched it twice and I was like great we can resume rehearsal and I went back to rehearsing improv. And they're like, damn, he's like fucking serious. It was just like that to me is everything. That's what this is all about. And that's why like, that's why I get frustrated about the buildup to this stuff because it's like it almost in a weird way ruins the thing because we get so frustrated with each other about nothing. Yeah. Like, just enjoy it when it gets here. Yeah. The movie's not going to get here any faster. Well, it's like right now, before we started taping this, everyone's arguing about the supposed runtime of the movie because on Reddit, someone posted a photo from some site that saying it's going to be the longest Star Wars movie ever, clocking in at like 155 minutes. And Either way. Now everybody's arguing with each other about it. It's just the, like, guys, what's the point? Let's get a good movie. The movie's not finished being cut yet. Yeah. So we don't know how long it is. Yeah. Cisco, what other questions we got? Question number two from General Ramgoat. Okay, Ramgoat. Do hey, you Ram like Goat. cheese with your crackers or an assortment of meats? Or dare I say, a combination of both? This question goes without question, without saying. Combination of both. A combination of both. I'm, a little charcuts? Uh, yeah, a little, a little charcuterie. I had some charcuterie boards in Portland this weekend. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that trash. I had charcuterie in Paris. Bam! Bam. Uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I... Uh, uh, if I have my choice, like I always, I call it a grandpa Sunday lunch, and it's usually where we go to like Italian deli and get like salami, mortadella, you know, a selection of cheeses, and like there's a spread out on the table, and everyone just kind of is piecing together a little. You and Sammy's everyone? You and, mean you and Amber? Well, now, yeah, I mean Amber, but like, it, and yeah, Harper, Harper gets down. <laughs> but it's like, like but you it's get like, the whole family. But no, but that's what it's like growing up. My whole family and everybody, yeah. and now it's like I still do that with just my wife. Yeah, my know? Sarah and I will have our days, and like, just, just feel like a sandwich. And we'll just like go to Ralph's, yeah. and we like get a full spread. You get like hoagies, and then you get like deli meat. Oh, look, a deli, a deli meat. Speaking of Disney Plus, <laughs> well, ones. listen, man, growing up in the hood. We fucked with summer sausage, Farmer John's summer sausage, and Ritz crackers. Okay. okay. And a little Did bit you... of mustard. Okay. A little mustard. A little mustard. No cheese? Oh, you Fuck don't like no. cheese. Did you ever no you don't cheese. like cheese? Did you never mess with the leaning tower of cheese? Spray cheese. He doesn't like cheese. cheese. Bruh. Yeah? I don't need cheese, bruh. Okay. We never got your trailer story. TFA. Teaser. Okay. Right. Sitting, going. Chewy were home. Chewy were home, going to go see it uh, before Big Hero 6 at the El Capitan Theater. And uh, it was like uh, the day after Thanksgiving, I think. 
Tight. Wait, no, that wouldn't be Chewie We're Home. That would be the Millennium Falcon one. Yeah, yeah, but didn't it end with Chewie No, we're home? the first one ends with the Falcon taking off and flying. Yeah, because right that was the big like. Ah! Chewie We're Home is the cel- the first set Celebration Anaheim. That's one. the very first. So the very first one that we got is the Falcon. Flight. That's the one. Yeah. that that's uh, where it says the me. light and the dark. <laughs> yeah, and then the one with Chewie We're Home is my father has it, my mother has it, my. You have that power too. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. We got any other questions? Yep. Question number three is what? Oh, I'm sorry. From Green Tea Drinker. Where up, Jennifer? Up, Jennifer. Uh, question is what do you think will be showing up in the trailer next week? Fingers crossed. There has been a debate about Palpatine showing up, but I don't think he will be revealed until the movie. I'm thinking more Lando and just a few more narrative elements to drive us crazy since Abrams likes to do that with us. Hold that thought, Green Hold Tea that Drinker. Thought. We'll get there in a just second. Just because of that amazing question, we're going to get there in a second. What else you got, Cisco? Last question Braxton Tompkins. Do you think that the Rise of Skywalker will be bold and do some crazy things that challenge the audience and characters like the last shit I did? Or will JJ play it safe? Or maybe a mix of the two? Uh, I mean, I don't know how it can be a mix of the two, but I think it probably will magically be a mix of the two. I think no matter what that movie does, there will be parts of fandom that feels like it's challenging them and their ideas. So like... Not every, it can't please everybody, so someone's gonna feel challenged by it. My guess would be is that JJ keeps throwing around this word satisfy. He's really trying to lock the end of all nine movies. I don't know what that means. To be honest with you, I'm at a point, I've said this on the show, I don't really care what happens in this movie. I just wanna get to it and enjoy it and just that, that feeling I talked about in Force Awakens, I want that, and I don't want all the, all the other extracurriculars that come into a movie like uh, yeah, this. Yeah, I, I don't think JJ's looking to unite fandom. I don't think that... I don't think JJ JJ's, knows I don't think JJ's on. trying to divide fandom. I don't... I, JJ's got a daunting task, and JJ knows that a lot of people out there feel he doesn't exactly excel at wrapping things up, and... I think that, you know, on top of it being a Star Wars movie and the last of a nine-part saga, combined with the pressure of being told he doesn't know how to wrap things up, it's a lot of fucking pressure. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Where did this idea that J.J. doesn't know how to wrap things up came from? Well, I would say there's a trend in that, you know, a lot of people weren't satisfied with Lost. A lot of people... He created that. He didn't go through the whole show. I know. A lot of people don't think that um, alias alias necessarily wrapped up again created, but didn't create. I'm with you. There's more like Lindelof issues than JJ issues. I hear what you're saying, and I hear what you're saying, and I think you are saying something, but I think you're missing one critical element, and I think you're hearing something that he's saying that's not there. Let me see if I can. I know that I know that uh, Steve is not saying these things. Totally right. But a lot of people say J.J. Abrams can't finish things, but I don't think it's that he can't finish things. It's that he's very good at starting things, yes. which are what he does very well is create mysteries around the things he's starting. That then, when people take the ball, 
like Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi, sometimes J.J. Abrams' magical ability to get people thinking and talking and speculating comes back to bite him because it is impossible to deliver on people's expectations. Lost is a perfect example. If you don't like the ending of Lost, whatever. If you like the ending of Lost, whatever. It just means you got something out of it. But like, you can't deny that if you go watch that video that's like everything in Lost that was not answered, it's like nine minutes long and it's like do, 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 do. Because it's, a, it's based around this idea of creating problems without delivering solutions from those time are, to time. But those are... Those criticisms are not JJ criticisms. Those are sure. criticisms of the writers of Lost. Exactly. And so I... I sort of am always been confused with this, like JJ doesn't know how to finish things because I don't know that we've ever got him attempting to finish anything. Exactly. So a lot of people would say that uh, Super 8, which is solely him. A lot of people would say that Super 8... That wasn't solely him. Wasn't that him in... Uh, Super 8 is his just homage him? to Amblin. Okay. Super 8 is his homage to Spielberg also, and yeah. It's also a movie, not a and, show. And it's a movie, but it's a lot not of people, a franchise. But a lot of people would say that he's really good at the mystery and the marketing and the first like 75% of that movie is is JJ doing what JJ does best and then not quite sticking the landing. And so and then others would also argue that in, was it Into the Darkness, the sequel to the second Star Trek that he did? Same thing. Now, I know, working in the industry and everything, that like that movie was made with a release date in mind, and unfortunately a writer strike happened in the midst of it all, and it there's a lot of components that go into these things. I personally, I, I know you know that I, I don't think that, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't agree with the statement. Right, right, right. But the, there is a... A lot of people out there feel this particular way, yeah. And there's I think a lot of JJ think knows that that's a thing that people that that's feel. a sure. criticism. Yeah, of sure. I yes. think I don't think sure. it's an unfair criticism, but I do think there's parts of it that are unfair. You know, so I think that JJ Abrams hasn't shown that he can finish something strong. It doesn't mean he yeah. can't. Right. He's never really yeah. made the attempt. Right. I, I think that's. That's the fair so, thing yeah, to yeah. say. So it's not that J.J. Abrams can't stick a landing. It's that J.J. Abrams has never had to stick a landing. He's always had other people sticking a landing sure. based off of it. The man knows how to take off a fucking plane like it's going out of style. Like J.J. Abrams is that like, we're going to be traveling 75 feet out too. We're going to be taking off. Everybody, hope you enjoy your peanuts. You already got your peanuts. Haven't even taken and off. If you it. look out the left side, you window. Yeah, if you look yeah. out the left side, <laughs> yeah. you'll see Los Angeles International um, Airport upcoming on the left hand side. And you've got a brand yeah. new ginger ale already being served. Everybody, this is going to. And then the landing is like, donk, donk. Dunk, and you're like, and oh. it's so caught off guard because they clap because he just had you in that yeah. sweet spot this whole time. <laughs> Super Eight was produced by Spielberg too. Yeah, but he wrote and directed. Super I know, 8. I know. I'm just saying, he produced wrote and directed. By, and you and I can by. argue about Lost when we're off the show yeah. right now. Okay, here, here, let's, let's move on. We want to. <laughs> no, we, we won't argue be, about Lost anymore. This is gonna be a 25 minute news. We're segment. coming up on like an hour. <laughs> so we got any more questions? Uh, that was the last. All one. right, green tea drinker. I think this is gonna take us to that next. You feel like getting hyped? I feel like getting hyped. I feel like getting hyped. Do I you think, feel like getting hyped? I think we may or may oh, not. Look at this. It's like the heart. It's like like I mean like Shawn Michaels over here. We may or may not have had some internet traction this week. Uh, you don't say. On a little a little. What hey? When, when's the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer coming out? 
Could it be the 14th of October? Don't think it's no, the 14th of that October. that day already passed. That may have already passed, even though we got yelled at by a whole lot of people. It's true. I believe it's, it's true. 10 21, and you can take that, that shit to, to the, the bank. bank. But don't talk to John Boyega's agent about it. Don't talk to John Boyega's agent about it. Don't talk to your local projectionist about it. Talk to the Black Series Rebels about it. And I feel like taking it to a little bit of hype. If you're here to find out who our source is, we're not going to tell you. If you're here to tell us that we are just guessing, maybe. But here's what I can say. We've been very confident since we tweeted, 1021, take that shit to the bank, that the Rise of Skywalker trailer will be coming on Monday, October 21st. Now, we didn't say anything about Monday Night Football. We didn't say anything about Good Morning America. We didn't say anything other than 1020, trailers coming, 1021, take that shit to the bank. And somehow, we ended up in Newsweek? <laughs> so, all right, all right, just, I, I gotta preface this, I gotta set this up. First of all, Hoey. Yeah, I love you, Hoey. Um, <laughs> hold on, I need to preface this with a, a few things before going into this because I, I don't be careful. We've already had a stressful We've show. We've already stressed out. We're not gonna. I'm not mad. I'm not stressed out. I just need people to understand something. We have said for a very long time, if you're a, a viewer of our show for a very long time, that the Black Series Rebels doesn't break the news. We joke and say we break the internet. When we say we don't break the news, it means that we work in an industry with a lot of friends and a lot of different people that work in a lot of different spaces all over the, this world and uh, and do a lot of fun fantastic things and we because of our friendships with a lot of people um, that you guys have never seen you don't know them they're not on social media they're nothing like that they're just average joes here's the weird thing about burbank Disney's there. Disney's there. Warner Brothers is there. Warner Brothers is there. ABC, NBC, Universal. Universal. There's a, it's just, it's one of those things where like, usually people that work at those places live in that city. Yeah. So it's just, it's just we'll just leave it at that. So the point that I'm just gonna get to is, <laughs> there are plenty of times where we have become aware of information and we could easily say it on this show, and we could easily tweet it out, but that's not why we do this show. That's not why we like being Star Wars fans. We're not scoopers. I just We're don't want trying. the headache. We well, don't want the headache. But that's not what we like to do. That's not what we do for fun. And I'll also say this. We also don't sprinkle that stuff out in hidden messages on our show either. So that brings us to this. A friend of mine, I'll just say it. A friend of mine who works in some capacity with knowledge, knows that I do this show, and said, hey, you're probably gonna wanna film your show <laughs> on 1021. Not 1014, but you're gonna probably wanna film a reaction to something on 1021. And then me goofing being around, goofing around on Twitter tweeted, Trailers come in 1021. Take that shit to the bank because you guys were already all arguing. You were all. Everybody you, for over a week and a half. Arguing. And I don't mean to be a jerk, but it's like you're. We got tagged in hundreds of. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tweets tagging us in 
starwars.radar slash the force the force the force buddies are, are saying that JJ uh, Abrams has one leg and it comes out they're gonna put his leg in, and I'm like dude I don't know what 4chan 8chan reddit like internet deep dive some of this stuff comes from and I get it you hear us write that and you don't think we're telling you the truth that's fine if you notice our tweet we didn't yell at anybody. We didn't argue with anybody. We simply said it, and we're gonna let our prediction speak for itself. And it's not even a prediction. We're gonna just, when it happens on 1021, all y'all are gonna be like, you just guessed. That's fine. We don't I don't care. care. We don't care. I don't care. But this whole thing blew up because John Hoey is a good friend of ours. Well, Hoey saw our tweet and thought, those guys don't do that unless they're a thousand percent sure of that. It's going to be uh, the 21st of October, as stated by Black Series Rebels, our friends over there. Uh, all the way, I, I, I believe this. So um, it's funny that we're recording this before the 14th and we're having so much confidence that it's not today that we're getting the trailer that we're saying yeah. it's going to be next week. So that's the proof in the pudding right there alone. So Howie, being the good news scooper he is went i'm in and he took it he ran with it and then everybody else who knows us as personally started going all right it's 10 21. john Hoy posted this story saying hey we got uh, the rise of skywalker trailer debut on a monday night football on october 21st now this again and so this comes from uh, my pals the black series rebels they tweeted that out the trailer is coming 10 21. i know steve and alex and my arch rival cisco over black series they're a bunch of industry professionals they got friends all over this town uh if they said there was going to be a, a bunch of yodas coming out in mandalorian i'd believe them i mean where else do you see a week where star wars newsnet Making Star Wars and Jason Ward Collider Collider and Jordan Mazon all <laughs> united United under one under front. one front now Which I'm is if the Black Series Rebels say it's happening it probably is happening and that's here's the thing You're probably like those guys joke all day long. They're full of it. They're they step liars. in mud. They step in mud. Yes, I Listen bad Alex stop poking the bear Alex bad Alex Here's what I'm going to say. We could be wrong. We have heard that it's 1021, which when this comes out will be Monday of this week. We might be right. We might be wrong. And I don't care. We don't care. But that's what we've been told. That's what we believe. Now, what do we hope happens in the trailer on 1021, Steve? What do I hope is going to happen or what do I think is going to happen? What do you hope is going to happen? I hope we get a Chewie We're Home moment. I hope we get a Chewie We're Home moment too, and I hope it's not from the Emperor. I, I'll be, I hope the Emperor isn't the big stinger of the movie. I think or the like, Emperor will be. I think he probably will be too. I think that's probably a given, but like, you have the Emperor laughing, and you have Dark Ray, and I, I think The Last Jedi left me so, like, scarred. That I want them, I want this movie to feel like TFA in that it's getting me excited for the final adventure, not making me dread what may or may not happen to our characters. And I'm feeling like it's gonna be a trailer that's gonna make me dread what's gonna happen to our characters. I think that based off of all of the materials we have gotten so far, uh, the Emperor has loomed heavy over everything from the 
first trailer we got at Celebration. To? To the poster. To the most recent Dark Ray yeah. stuff. I just have a feeling, and based off of the and image... We, this and is, based this off is of actual the, speculation. Yeah, and this is speculation. There's just nothing I... I don't know anything about what's being in the trailer. Like We just know a date. I don't know that. I just know 1021 is when we're going to want to do our reaction. Um... Based off of the imagery that I've seen in Empire Magazine and so forth, they're really playing on Rey versus Kylo, light versus dark, and the Emperor. And it's real, like with the exception of the Jordan stuff, it, it just seems real sort of gloomy, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Not gloomy like The Last Jedi, but just sort of... They're just... The stakes are high. It feels like a deke to me. Hmm? It feels like a deke. A deke? Like yeah, like a fake deke. out? Yeah, 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 like the constant putting Ray and Kylo like head to head, the sabers clashing. It's just like I don't buy it. Yeah, I think it's like all promotion. Yeah, I'm feeling like J.J. Abrams doesn't show things from the third acts of his movies and trailers. So I'm just gonna go with if I see it, and if I do see something from the third act, it's gonna be misleading. Like. Finn getting the lightsaber. Not that that doesn't happen in the movie, but it's definitely a telling image that, oh, rad. He holds that thing for like a solid 15 seconds before Kylo slices his back and then the real battle starts. And that's, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, that approach. I think it's really cool. I think that's why they're being so coy about when this thing comes out. I personally, my guess, my guess is JD doesn't want anyone JJ knows what he did for TFA he knows how to build a hype train he's getting us peak exhaustion and dehydration from all the the anxiety over the trailer and then it will be a glorious release of tension and hopefully it's amazing it has been a very long time since we've had two and a half straight minutes of Star Wars trailer to get really excited about and here's the best part once a trailer comes out all y'all are going to be complaining about how they're showing too much of the movie. Once that trailer comes out, it's on like well, Donkey Kong. Once the TV spots, it's just going to be, oh, I should not watch television. Oh, my God. And it's yeah, just like. Yeah, don't. Uh, at this point, uh, I don't at, care. At this point, it's just like. It, it's like it's, Let's not get grumpy. We're, Let's we're talk about booked. the trailer. Let's talk about we are, we, You and I are grumpy boys. We're always grumpy boys. We are grumpy boys. It's hard to not be grumpy when you're being yelled at for literally making one look, statement. Look. I won't lie to anybody. Like, I had to hit my boy back up after John Boyega's agent posted that on Instagram. And I went, are you sure it's not the 14th? Because this guy, he was like, they're not changing that date. Trust me. Yeah. So, like, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. When John, Bo when John Boyega's agent did that, it was like... I text Steve. I guess I was like, it'll I be the 14th. I text Steve when John Boyega's agent tweeted the 14th. I'm like... You texted me. Everybody was messaging me. I was me. like, yo, bro, 14th? And you were like, bro... Don't you sweat it. I was like, all right, dude. Just anxiety poops. Just pooping like we're going to get here's the, here's the question. Today's the 15th. Uh-huh. Is that guy still John Boyega's agent? <laughs> well, and then poor John Boyega. Okay. Well, here's the thing. And then John Boyega to come out and say, it's not happening. Yeah. Yes. This is, and again. It's so dumb. Let's talk a little bit about what an agent does. He agents for you. <laughs> so here's the like thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Steve, what does a director do? He directs. Steve, what does a producer do? He produces. Or she, he or she. Kathy they Kennedy, produce. They produce. We've got, what do actors do? They act. 
What do people who cut trailers do? They cut trailers. What do people do that are agents? Now that's a tough one. They try to get the best deal for their client in regards to whatever job it is they are getting them booked on, whether it be a commercial, a film, a television show, whatever. a music contract, whatever it is an, they are being considered for. An agent represents a client for their job. Yes. Now, this is not saying that an agent's job is not important, but I'm telling you this right now. John Boyega's agent, for no reason whatsoever, would know when a Star Wars trailer is coming. To be honest with you, I don't even think John Boyega knows. I think he's being genuinely serious when he's like, I don't know. I don't I think that the only person who knew knows is JJ, Kathy, Bob Iger, and the team in charge of making sure that that trailer is presentable ready to go. when it needs to be ready to go. Because JJ is very, very, very protective of his movies. It's just... It, it, I'm going to tell you what I think happened, and this is probably what happened. JJ probably showed the cast individually the trailer, maybe the special effects and some things are not done, and that it's going to be premiering on Monday Night Football in the next couple of weeks. And Boyega probably was like, yeah, they, that artwork that's been circulating with Monday Night Football. And Boyega just was like, yeah, it's, it's probably next week. I don't know. And that's what happened. And it's yeah. just like... Mark Hamill had the wrong Last Jedi date. Remember? He yeah. said it was going to be like, October 9th. Yeah. Uh, and then they had to change They changed Mark it Hamill. Because they were like, Mark. <laughs> like, And a lot of people are probably like, oh, they, they changed it because of Boyega. It's like, dude, no, they didn't. Uh, the other thing I want to address is... Every, now everybody that's starting, you know, because the other thing is it's going to be attached to Maleficent, right? Yeah. Like, that's the new thing, is now everyone's... So Maleficent, tomorrow we could so be tomorrow wrong. tomorrow or whatever, Monday, whatever, Maleficent's coming out that supposedly whoever goes and sees Maleficent, they're going to get to see the trailer before everybody else. And then at Monday, whether it's Good Morning America, Night Football, whatever. Because some projectionist saw some digital file on the thing. I can tell you right now, I know for a fact that's wrong because... <laughs> <laughs> and that, just take that to the bank. Uh, the other thing is, is that the, now the people that believe it is 1021 think it has something to do with Carrie, Carrie Fisher's, Fisher's birthday. birthday, which it's very sweet. It's very nice of everybody to, to correlate that. Just like I'm sure these, it's a nice bonus. I'm sure it's a nice bonus, but I'm going to be honest with you. We just got done talking about how these movies were not planned from the get-go. Something tells me that was not intentionally planned. I think that we are living in a world where clicks are more valuable than gold and likes are just as valuable as as kisses and hugs and 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 dap and slap on the back and whatever you want to call it like I I think when we tweeted 1021 take that shit to the bank, we had a we have some friends who are a lot more reputable than we are yeah. when it comes to breaking news. And because they came and they were like, nope, these dudes say that this is what it is. We 100% believe that this is what it is. And I think a lot of people out there were just like, who the fuck are the Black Series Rebels? And honestly, I, I don't blame you. you. Yeah, I for good reason. You. Yeah, who the fuck for are they? For good reason. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with being like, yeah, oh, these guys are idiots. Like, But the other thing, the, the other biggest 
problem about all this is that we live in a world where everybody refuses to be wrong. So like they think that we are like that where it's like oh we can't be wrong if we're yeah. wrong who gives a well, shit yeah nobody yeah. cares well and that was one of the great things that like i think jason ward and john Huey and and ken napsock when he was on council and even jordan Mazon was like listen these guys don't care and like they wouldn't just put this out there kind of like what you said earlier and you know what's it matter Nothing that you're gonna get the trailer when you get the trailer. Yeah, we happen to Know that it's going to be 1021 now we could be wrong and then we would be like all right Well, we, we, we were wrong. We got the wrong source, but we know it's coming 1021. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, our intent was never to like Break the news to, to everybody cause, or cause any trouble or I mean we saw people writing like, like I don't trust anything those guys say and I was just like that's cool All right, yeah. that's cool, don't. man. Like yeah I don't care. It, it's, it's it's so yeah, silly. It's just silly. Well, it's just dumb, and it's one of those things where it's like, and and look, uh, inevitably now it's it's gonna be we guessed or, you know, we don't Maybe. know, and and that's fine. And I can sit here and tell you, there's been plenty of times when I could have said some shit on this show or blasted on our Twitter that would have gotten us so many likes and so many followers and so many this and that, and that just goes to show to tell you guys like. That's not what we're about. Yeah, we just like having fun. We like having fun, and I'm excited for the trailer, and I'm excited to have fun with the trailer, and I'm excited for episode I think, nine. I think here's, can I, can I make a, a an, I have an idea. Okay. Can the three of us in this room make a pact that when the trailer drops, none of us will go on Twitter for at least two days? Oh. Done. After the trailer. <laughs> Easy. No, I'm serious. Easy. I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm looking at you. Can I just mute Star Wars? No, no, no. No muting. <laughs> I am talking nothing. Not, right. I'm not saying no BSR. I'm saying nothing. I bet. Let's do a fucking experiment. The three of us watch that trailer completely devoid of Twitter mm -hmm. for two days. Mm -hmm. And we, you, we are allowed to go on YouTube... Mm -hmm. And post a video about it if mm -hmm. we decide to do a reaction. Mm -hmm. No social media, nothing. I bet after those two days, we will love that trailer infinitely more than if we got shouted about it, shouted at about it for two straight days. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's the deal. Black Series Rebels will not be on Twitter. This is a serious experiment. Deal? Deal. Deal, Cisco. Oh. I like this deal. If you guys want to join us, we are calling this the Black Series Rebels Blackout. <laughs> Blackout. When the trailer comes out for two days, I'm only here's what I'm going to be honest with you. When it's announced it's coming on 10:21, I'm going to gloat, and then I'm going to turn Twitter off. <laughs> I'm going to gloat, and then I'm going to turn Twitter off, and then for two days we will enjoy the trailer, and then we will return to it and watch. It'll be like I'm telling you, we'll love it. The thing that's going to ruin it is people. <laughs> I think it's going to make it great. Yeah, the only thing I'm dreading is that pretty much just leaves like politics. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, and news websites. No, it leaves it leaves it leaves Star Wars trailers. It leaves time with your loving daughters and your wives. My wife. I guess I'm gonna be reading the toothpaste. <laughs> 
my you're guy. Gonna, I'm just come saying, on. First of all, you, you can survive two days without Twitter. You can survive two days oh, without not, Twitter. I can survive two days without Twitter. I'm not worried about that. I'm just. Can you? You're literally saying you're gonna read. Yeah, you're it. like. I can see you sweating right now. You're, you're like in already. Like you need a you need a fix. Yeah, I think I think maybe I think I'm looking at you and I'm like I gotta get this guy off the. Gotta get him off the rock. I've already made my. <laughs> I've already made my account private. I'm gonna make Amber. Uh, but you know what I mean, though. Phone, huh? I'm talking very specific. I think it would be good for the three of us in this room and anyone on our uh, in our audience and uh, anyone that would like to join us on this adventure. We're literally leave in the comments if you will be joining us. Remove yourself from social media for two days and just enjoy that trailer because I'm starting to think that the reason I enjoyed that TFA trailer and I'm not trying to get emotional, is because the only person I had to talk about it with was you. Yeah, you weren't part of Star Wars' Arkham Asylum. All right. That, no, that's, no, <laughs> that's a fair point. It's 100% true. I went to go watch that trailer with my wife, my fiance at the time, and who my two friends who just happened to be there at the same time, and we nerded out so hard after the movie on the side of the street in front of Al Capitan, we ended up getting on the goddamn news because they were asking us questions about yes. it. And it was just because we were talking about the movie. Like, it wasn't because we were had hot takes about it or any kind of bullshit. We just were, like, so excited for it. I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on any kind of uh, theories, platform, chat room, anything. And it was the greatest. I think this is a good experiment. And then we will check in with how we're feeling on the show. Yeah. Not on, I'm not gonna go, two days is up, everybody, what'd you think? No. No. This, I, I really do think there's something to just having you and my friends to talk to about it. Not to say I don't wanna talk with all of you about Star Wars. I love the amazing fans who watch this show. Mm-hmm. You guys have to understand, it's not you guys that are tuning in and having a blast and enjoying this show. If you've made it this far into the show, you're not who we're talking yeah, about. It's true. I know that most of the people that actually watch our show aren't actually on Twitter. Yeah. I, engaging I, in this. Yeah. You guys have to understand, like, it's just Twitter is a... I, I'll be blunt. I don't think I want Black Series Rebels to be on Twitter anymore. I actually yeah. really don't. I, yeah. I don't think it's good for my mental health. I don't think it's good for your mental mm-hmm. health. You're wa- you I think you've literally watched us grow into lunatics <laughs> because of Twitter. And I, honestly, I, the only thing keeping us not becoming lunatics is doing this show. Yeah. And being able to do this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz if you just had to do this on your own, you guys would be lost. Yeah, I just I feel like maybe th- this is going to be our first experiment to see what BSR how joyous we can get about stars if we unplug from the toxicity a little bit. I, I'm, I'm going to try this. You down? I'm down. Down. And I'll, I will post about it on Twitter. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, guys. That's uh, the show. That's the show. Uh, so we didn't really want to talk about it at the beginning of the show because we thought, eh, let's Experience let it do its thing. It. Experience it. You guys probably noticed that the show's a little different. Um, the amazing folks over at Work More or Less, Jason, he... Cut together some amazing new graphics for us. Mm-hmm. We've been working on these for m- months, mm-hmm. months. We've been w- we've been working really hard. He killed it. He crushed it. Uh, we've been really wanting to sort of step up the style of our show. And what and what I mean by that is like, we don't own the cantina theme. We don't no. own 
the the image of the slave one. All we really own is the idea of Black Series Rebels. So we called up Tony Thaxton from one of my favorite bands, Motion City Soundtrack, uh, and he put together all new music for us. So that is official Black Series Rebels music, graphics, uh, art by us, everything by us. Obviously, there's some stock footage in there because it's shooting stuff like that. Isn't but we paid for it. We paid for it, which means we own it. So I just. We had some grumpy moments because it wouldn't be a great episode of Black Series Rebels without a little grump. A little grump. A little grump. Come on, man. I got some gray cotton balls here. Bro, I got some yeah. gray cotton balls bro. here. We here, started out and swinging, here, bro. And here. But I'm just really excited. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys are gonna getting to witness all the hard stuff we've been working on. There's lots of stuff coming. Lots more coming down the pipeline. I know it may seem like, because this is the first time in two months, the three of us have all actually been here at once together. You know, between life stuff and work stuff and professional stuff, combined with the fact we've had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes uh, planning for the future of our show. Yeah. And as the next few months play out and even into next year, we have a lot of fun stuff planned out and hopefully you will enjoy uh, the new ride with us. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed all the new music. You hope you enjoyed the new graphics. Um, I'm excited for them to see the new end card. So with that being said, guys, may the force be, be with, with you. you.